hello and welcome to Dirt Road Discussions, where we talk about anything and everything about agriculture. I'm your host, Cam Hammond. So have you ever heard a parent say, man, I sure wish my kid could learn something from working on a farm? Well, today, my guest Sherry Staley from Staley Farms in Washington, Utah, has the perfect solution for parents who want their kids to experience what farm life is all about. And we're pleased to have Sherry with us here today. Sherry, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. Fantastic. No, thank you so much for for being here with us. I know that um, you are very busy with all that goes on on your farm. So we we definitely appreciate your time and um, are excited to learn more about all that your farm does and and uh, especially for the kids that that you host. So we appreciate it very much. All right. So let's jump right into it, Sherry. So uh, tell me a little bit about your farm. Uh, I know that it's been around for a very long time. And and if you could just share more about that, we'd really appreciate it. So yes, I'd love to tell about our farm. So we go by Staley Family Farm. I am the fifth generation of a now seven generation farm. And we are nestled in the beautiful red rocks of Southern Utah, close to St. George. Not many people know Washington, Utah, but we're in an area known as the Washington Fields. And this used to be, and I say used to be, because if you've visited Southern Utah, it's it's mainly homes, but this used to be an area that mainly all the agriculture took place. So where all the farms and dairies and, and everything was when I was growing up here. And um, now we are an island, we're a farm island surrounded by multi-million dollar homes. And so it even makes our farm more important I think in a way of holding on to that agriculture story and that agriculture history that that our family has. Wow. So sounds like pretty much everyone around you, maybe there there used to be a lot of farmland around you, but that's all been been developed. But you guys have held strong per se and and have really held held tight to your your agriculture heritage. Is is that right? Yes. I, I didn't mention this, but when we started farming, our my um, great-grandparents and my grandparents, they were vegetable farmers. And then we slowly moved into uh, producing alfalfa. And then currently we have a feedlot. So we, we raise beef. And so you can imagine being the island with the multi-million dollar homes with a feedlot in the middle of it. So we've uh, had to learn to be creative with what we do and how we do it. And we feel like, and and I think um, people would back me up on it, that we are a little gem of a valuable business, I would say, in our Washington city. Um, Washington city is about 33,000 people and um, we're something that they're proud of. So we're, we're happy for that because like I said, we're we're one of the last farms standing, and and hope to continue to stand. We've we've you know had to do farming a little bit different than my great grandfather and grandfather, but um, we're embracing some new things and new ideas in agriculture that I think a lot of farms are going to have to do in order to be able to sustain their their farms. Absolutely, yeah, and maybe we could just touch on that a little bit more. So I know that that uh, farming and agriculture has, has, has of course changed a lot over, over time. And, and sounds like you've, you've experienced that and been involved in that firsthand. So 
Do you do you grow other commodities? I know you you said you mentioned that you you have the feedlot. What else do you do you grow on your farm? So um, we grow well in the fall. We do a corn maize and a pumpkin patch. So we grow corn and we grow pumpkins. But um, mainly right now, we're just for our crops. We are you know growing the alfalfa for our cows and then corn also for our, you know our silage to feed our cows. But with the changes, we're going to have to change, you know, a little bit how we are going to do things. And so I say we grow memories now. That's what we do. So we, you know, we've opened up our farm to the public starting years and years ago, but 20 years ago, 21 years this year, actually, um, is when we started our first corn maze. And that, you know, opened the gates to um, learning and education. Um, and that is the whole purpose why we did it was because we felt like students, you know, people in general were just losing the the knowledge of where their food came from. And so we saw it as an educational tool. And so we opened our farm for a corn maze and, you know, we've been doing it 21 years and we've added different different things to our farm. We see our farm now Yes, we do um, produce and we want to continue to produce and we're we're looking into new ideas. I met with uh, extension office yesterday on on maybe doing some experiment farming with some asparagus and and crops that would grow here because like I said, we're having to change the way we do things because of what's around us. but we you know we're open to all kinds of ideas and we feel like <clears throat> excuse me, if we have the farm ground, then you know we can venture out into new new crops and new things. Absolutely, um, I, I I love that you you mentioned uh, growing memories. I, I think that that uh, is very is spot on, especially with the the decline in uh, farmers and and producers and and overall just the knowledge uh, related to that. And so that sounds like a very important thing that you all are doing. And that, that kind of leads me into my next question. So could you tell me a little bit more about, about your farm camp and how that came to be and, and what that all encompasses? Yeah, I'd love to share that. So farm camp is something we do every summer in the month of June and um, farm camp started out really with um I would have parents every summer, you know, kids are kind of sitting around and not being too busy. And so they would call me and they'd say, Hey, Sherry, if, if I send my kids down, would you teach them how to work? Would you show them how to work? And I'd laugh and I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Send them down. Well, a few of them took me up on it. And so I would get one or two kids, you know, come down and then it just started growing into this, you know, 10 or 12. And, and so one day as I was doing my chores, I was thinking about it and I'm like, man, this must be something important because I keep every summer, I get a few more kids. So um, I decided to do a farm camp for kids and um, this will be my 15th year doing it. And I basically, I, I tease the parents, but I'm like, you're paying me to let your kids do my chores. So <laughs> a great, a great thing for me. But, but what I really, it is a valuable, a valuable camp. And what I have found over the years, um, we, we do five sessions. So it's uh, Monday through Thursday, nine to noon, cause we get really hot down here. So we, 
we try to be done by noon. Not that a farmer's work is ever done by noon, but you know, we, we try to be done by noon. And, um, what I've found over the years of doing this is kids do want to work, you know, they just need to be taught to work. And I say that in a way, like people are like, oh yeah, right. They want to work. They really do. And their most favorite part of farm camp is the chores. We go in, we clean stalls, we feed animals, we pull weeds, we water flowers. We do, you know, pretty much everything that a farmer would do or, you know, gets to do every day. And, and, uh, when we do send out our survey after farm camp, that is their, that's their number one thing. They love doing the chores. Everything we do at farm camp, we theme around, you know, like something to do with agriculture. We use a lot of lessons from ag in the classroom and a lot of the farm bureau book of the year, you know, we talk about that, but, um, we talk about a lot of different things, but my main goal, and I tell the parents this is to plant that seed of work ethic. And so I kind of use the theme work first, play last, um, put first things first. So I talk about how it is privileged to get to be able to work. And if you get up and get your work done, then you have the rest of the day to play, you know, as a, as a child. So that it's okay to give them a responsibility. And I give them a homework that, you know, every week, every day that, they come back the next day. I ask them if they made their bed. I feel like if you can get up and make your bed, that's a good start in, in work ethic. So it's been a good thing for me because these kids have been coming year after year. And now a lot of them are my em- employees at the corn maze. So it's kind of a win-win for me <laughs> in that sense. Wow. No, that, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I, I thinking, you know, with my own kids, um, my wife and I, of course, we've worked, worked really hard to try and install a work, uh, instill a work ethic in them, but it, it can be tough because I, I don't want to say that maybe kids are, are different nowadays, but it's just a different environment that they're growing up in. And so it's a, it's a constant battle, I, I think, to, to, to have kids get them to consistently work and to be engaged. And, and, and I love the, the thing that you said there about work for uh, working first and, and, and playing after that. So I'm just kind of curious, though, when you get when you get these kids that come to your farm for the first time, initially, are they are do they have a, is their attitude OK about about working uh, or, or are they excited from the get go? So a lot of them, their parents sign them up and they don't know, they don't know what their parents signed them up for. So <laughs> they, they get there and some are like resistant, you know, and they're not super excited, but once they're there the first day, they usually are just like unstoppable of excitement. Hmm. And one of my big goals is um, I want kids to be kids and my, by nature, I have kind of a, a strong personality, but the one thing I know that the kids know is that I love and I care about them. And, but I'm pretty like, you know, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit type of a girl. (laughs) And they know that from day one. And so, um, you know, sometimes when we do chores, we, you know, we divide up. So we use like the colored popsicle sticks to kind of give everybody, this is your job. You know, if you get the red one, you have a wheelbarrow and you're going to, Paul and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's about 60 kids per session. And so, you know, they start doing the, I don't want to, and I'm just, you know, I tell them, I'm like, we're, we're not 
changing. This is what it is because, you know, we don't always get our way in life. We wish we did, but we don't. And so we get to learn to deal with it. And, you know, some have meltdowns and flop on the ground and cry and that, that doesn't work really good with me. So we just let them do their thing and then they get up and move along. And, and so, um, you know, I've been doing this a lot of years. I've had only one time I'm not going to would one parent that you know, <laughs> stayed the whole time. And she thought I was a little mean. She didn't think I was, you know, nice enough and that's okay. You know, um, I feel like, you know, we have a, every year it's it, and I'm not tooting my horn, but our camp, we opened the registration up the first weekend in February. And so this year, for instance, we opened it up at midnight on February 2nd. And by the next morning, by 6am, it was sold out. So that's people staying up through the night to make sure they get their kids in this camp. And I'm not saying it like, oh, look at me, this is so great and wonderful. What I'm saying is they see the value in this camp. It, it is very valuable. And these kids come year after year after year, you know, they get to like 12 and 13 and they still want to come and, and they're like, Oh, what do we do? So those, those kids that are a little bit older, I then let them come and they are my helpers to my, you know, we have adult teachers, but then this 13, 12, 13, 14 year olds, they come and they're helpers with it. And and they love it. And then that works them into, again, being an employee for the fall season for us. So yeah. um, it it's a great thing. And, and a lot of the time, I just think, you know, kids just want, they want to work. They want that responsibility. And they feel really proud of themselves when they're dirty, when they get done at farm camp. And they're, they're so excited when their moms come and tell them that they shoveled poop. oh no that that is um yeah i i think that's so valuable what you're you're doing there for for your local community and for the families in that area and yeah i bet those kids get such a sense of fulfillment at the end of the day knowing that they put in a a good hard day's work and um and yeah i bet you they're just super excited to tell tell everyone about it so kind of going along with that I was just wondering if there is a particular um, experience or a particular time where one of your, your campers, you know, had a, had a, a really great experience and maybe you had the light bulb moment or, or you just thought, man, I'm really, what I'm doing here is really making a difference. Is there a, a particular time you could, could share that maybe highlights that? Yeah, actually um, I have a little, a little family and I don't think that they will mind me sharing this, but there was three, three siblings and they were adopted. They were taken from their home and then um, adopted into a family and the mom signed them up and they had really um, a lot of behavioral fear and anger and all the feelings, you know? And so when they, when they came to camp, they were scared of, you know, every animal and they would rage out. And it, it was like, Oh boy, what, you know, what we got going on here. And it was so fun for me and our staff to see the change from day one to day, to day four, to see them, you know, pet the pony and hold the chicken. And, and I've found, um, through the years of doing this, the relationship with, with, animals and people and um 
their behavior. And, you know, we get kids that, you know, have autism, they might have a, a older sibling come with them to camp, but, you know, some severe, some not, but I have, I have loved to see that, you know, the animal connection with them and that they just change. And we have um, kids to this day that have been through farm camp and, and they still, you know, they're, they're older adults and maybe in, in the adult high school and things like that, that their para will bring them out and they just automatically connect right back to that calmness of those animals. And, you know, and, and how we just te- teach them to like pet the animal or feed the animal with their hand. And, and that just, the, you can just see that it just touches their senses and brings them this calmness. And, um, but this, this particular little family I am talking about, um, it has just brought me such joy to see them because they, they came year after year after year. And now these kids are like, you know, teenagers doing so well. And, and I know when their mom even says that that helped them transition and they felt, you know, safe and they felt peaceful. And, and I think stepping onto a farm and we hear this time and time again, stepping onto a farm or a, you know, just like out in nature, you feel different than you feel in day to day life. And I think that that in itself is part of the success of, of farm camp is that it's different. It's not like going to the park or going to a camp at, you know, karate or whatever, not that any of those are bad, but it's just a different experience and a different feeling. And they're really connecting with nature and this um, circle of life and, you know, how a plant grows and where our food comes from and all the things that we teach. And it's just like, you see the little light bulbs come on and they're connecting all these dots. And I, I love it. Like my kids tease me because they're like, aren't you sick of this by now? And I'm like, <laughs> I love it so much. I tell people it's like, it's like looking forward to Christmas. It's like so exciting for me for farm camp. And this, this year I added a fifth session because like I said, we sold out and people were like, you know, please, please. And so I added a fifth session and it sold out. And, you know, it's just something that I'm very passionate about. And I, it, and it is because I've seen the growth and I've seen the success of these kids and, you know, and the parents just sharing stuff with me and nothing brings me greater joy than to be at the grocery store and hear farmer Sherry and they run <laughs> and yeah, hug. You know, we still hug on the farm, you know, we're, we're still going to hug. We don't care, but, you know, it, it, those are the things that, that you're like, yeah, you're doing the right thing. This is the right thing to do. And, and, uh, you know, it just, kids love it and, and they need it. They need it. They need that experience of, you know, getting dirty, being outside, connecting with mother nature and, and getting, you know, getting that dirt between their hands. And I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% agree with you there. That's something that I think is is sorely needed. I think just the just planting seeds and, and growing the memories, like you said, yeah, I think that those, those experiences will stick with them um, forever. And, and, and evidence of that is, is having your campers come back and work for you later on, or just, and just have them come back to the farm and um, just sounds sounds really really unique and, and something very valuable. So, I I, I know that it probably pretty demanding uh, having the sessions and this in addition to all the other work that you do on your farm and everything else going on with with your corn maze and getting ready for 
for fall with that. So how do you manage all of that? Your family life with farm camp, with the rest of the farm, how do you, how do you make that all work? Well, I'm a very scheduled person, um, but I, I don't schedule myself so much that I don't have fun. I truly love being on the farm. Uh, I, I stepped away from the farm, you know, had a career in interior design for years, was successful there, but my heart was always at the farm. And so we, you know, we've created, we do weddings, we do family reunions. We now have opened a darling farm market in our, our little old silo. So we're just creating, like I said, a different type of farming, maybe that to help us hold on to, to our farm. And, um, and yeah, some days are busier than others, but I think when you love what you do, it, it doesn't feel like work. I'm very much community involved. Uh, you know, like I said, our community is very supportive of us. And, and so you just find the balance and you make it work. We do in the fall, we hire about 160 people. We get pretty busy and wow. we have about four full-time people right now that we, we employ um, mainly just doing the agritourism or the, you know, the, that part of the farm, I would say, I think agritourism is just as much farming as, <laughs> as planting seeds. It's just a different kind of crop. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but but we just, we just manage. And my husband, um, he came on full time two years ago, which has helped tremendously. And, and, you know, it, it took us a minute to find our lanes, but now we stay in our, or our rows, we stay in our own row. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we, I handle a lot of, you know, the weddings and different things like that, but, but, it, you know, it, it's just like with anything, you find the balance and, and when you love what you do every day, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel daunting or like too much work. It just feels really, I just get excited about it. Yeah. It's it. Uh, I, I can tell just from, from you explaining your experiences that, yeah, you're, you're definitely passionate about this and, and the, the, the changes that, that come uh, with it from, from these kids and, and, and their experiences. So, so if let's say I'm a parent and I want to uh, get my, my kids involved in this. Can you just explain how they need to register, what they can plan on just some more information related to that would be, would be great. So. So um, like I mentioned, we always have farm camp in the month of June. So this year we started to the end of May and then to the end of June with that fifth week. And so it, it's Monday through Thursday and it's from nine to noon and we let them drop, start dropping off at about eight 30, but our, we're full. So our, our camp is full right now, but, but normally if, if we weren't, you would just, you know, we have a registration form online at stalyfamilyfarm.com and, and, you know, that's our website. If people want to look and kind of see, and I, I encourage like if people are, are looking for something as far as even farmers looking for something to do to help their farm. Um, I think it is so important that we, you know, as farmers and ranchers tell our story and, and, and it brings me great joy when people step out of something. I mean, there, that's a whole other interview we could have about that, but, you know, to, to do things that, are true to your, your heritage and, and your, who you are. And, and I feel like this is something that will 
help us to keep telling our story. You know, like I said, we're farming in a different way, but, but ma'am, we're still telling the agriculture story and, you know, doing everything we can to be true to our heritage of, of who we are and, and the importance of, of farming. And, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that every community needs a farm, you know, we Absolutely. have to have yeah. open space and dirt and be able to grow things. And so, you know, that is what my goal is for our farm is to be that community farm that, that we can, you know, stay there and, and continue to grow in different ways and, and tell the, tell the story of agriculture. Well, I know for me growing up, um, in an ag background. Yeah. I just, just want to say thanks to you for, for all your work and all your efforts to, to promote agriculture and educate others about, about the importance of it. So just kind of to wrap up, Sherry, is there, is there any, any question that maybe we haven't asked or anything else that you'd like to, to share? Well, I just, I think you've asked some great questions and I hope I've answered them in a way that people can understand, but but I would just, you know, go back to what I said a few minutes ago is that as farmers and ranchers, it, it is important, you know, that we continue what we do. And, and you know, I know here land prices are going through the roof and it, it would be easy. It'd be easy to say, oh, let's just sell out and be done. And I don't shame anybody yeah. for doing that. But, but, you know, to me, I look at our farm as more than just dirt. You know, it, it's a teacher and a provider. and and it's a sanctuary for me and it, and it, and it's a story that is worth telling and worth saving. So, you know, people are, are doubting that they can't hold on to their farm because it's not producing, maybe be open to looking at producing something different than, and then maybe what, you know, your dad or grandpa did and, you know, look at the value in that, because to me, it's a very valuable business for us now and something that, you know, we're proud of that we've worked hard to build and, and hope that, you know, my kids will carry on that next generation will want to do it too. Yeah. Well, um, Sherry, thank you so much for joining us on, on Dirt Road Discussions. So um, Sherry Staley with Staley Family Farms, we, we wish you the best with the upcoming farm camp in June. And I know that uh, we are just grateful for, for people like you in agriculture who promote and educate and, and help tell the, the story of agriculture. So thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you, you having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today on Dirt Road Discussions. And we look forward to seeing you down the road. 